0: future in the milky way galaxy it's a Vercoza cast. each month join nancy and robin as they read through the vercozican saga by lois mcmaster bujold from borear to jackson's hole from cordelia to miles it's time to jump through a wormhole and explore the galactic nexus Everyone, welcome to episode nine of the Vorkosikast. Cast. I'm your host Nancy,
1: and I'm your host Robin. Uh, today we're going to discuss Komar. But first, uh, for those of you looking to check out the Vorkosigan eBooks from the library, we have a, we have some good news: Falling Free, Shards of Honor, and The Warrior's Apprentice are now on overdrive. You'll have to request that your library purchase them, but hopefully this will be a way to get you into the series. Because um, you can get them from the local library.
0: Yeah, I have several friends who I've been trying to get to read this series. And um, one of the things stopping them is because they read mainly in ebook format. And mm-hmm. while these are readily available from the library in print format and I think also in audiobook, I don't think they've been available in ebook. So apparently it's a process with getting the books listed on overdrive um and i think she had some of her other i think she had two other books that are non-verkosigan books that uh she put up on overdrive so well um, her
1: non-verkosigan books are also excellent so
0: (laughs) feel free to read those too yeah but um, I, it'll still be, hopefully, a good way to get people to read the series. And hopefully, you know, one day, if we get a Verkusian adaptation, that will get more people to read them. <laughs> Either buying them or, you know, uh, checking them out from the library. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. However you read them. And I mean, I honestly think, like, so I read the series first... With the, um, omnibus versions that mm-hmm. were free that a friend had given to me. Um, and I know, like, this, it's no longer, v- those omnibuses are no longer available. And I, I believe I read <coughs> somewhere that Bujol didn't want those, uh, PDFs out there anymore. But oh. unfortunately, you know, it's, it the Once internet. it's on the internet. Yeah, um, yeah. But I have since bought all of the eBooks uh, uh-huh. from uh, for my Kindle because I'm like, well, I know I love this series, so I'm just right. going to head and buy them all, and they're only like $6.99 each, which is yeah, they're not really super expensive. Yeah,
1: um, the audiobooks are not cheap. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I like my I use most most of the time I use my Audible credit for them mm, yeah um which is more expensive but again for me it's just an easier way yeah to digest everything
0: yeah um i on the same way i read primarily on my kindle now and i my kindle's been acting up and i haven't gotten a new one yet so i've been reading mostly on my phone and it's mm-hmm. just you know i so i read everything from amazon so right Yep. I I if people get these books from the library and they really love them, I have no doubt they'll be like, "Okay, well, I'm going to buy the books I really love, if not the entire series." So, right. Hopefully, we'll get some new fans and they'll Yay! make a they'll make a show. <laughs> um, we can all lobby for a Vorkos again adaptation. Uh, I know. It's all i want Robin. i know i really like
1: <laughs> trust me i am talking to i've talked to everyone i know that has any um, any clue about it Yep, <laughs> and i finally got one of them to actually purchase um warrior's apprentice there you go so, at least um you know
0: the wheels are turning i always hear like f- how netflix and amazon are looking for like a really big sci-fi series and like the sci-fi game of thrones and i want yep. i, I want to be like that will swift will smith who's will smith will smith <laughs> not will S- I'm, like combining will smith and taylor swift will oh that's smith, an interesting combination right the will smith meme where he's pointing <laughs> where he's uh-huh. like that's what i want to do like here number goes to books yeah sci-fi game of thrones right here so yeah um we are going to be talking about komar today now how do they say it in the in the audiobook which komar komar you say okay so komar with the emphasis on mar because i say komar okay see i say komar i guess i have like a long oh like the double r makes it an r -R -R, like
1: pirate yes (laughs) yes Uh, they just say uh grover the nice gentleman just says
0: komar (laughs) komar okay i don't i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do that (laughs) (laughs) well you say whatever you want i finally so you know a little peek behind the curtain i finished komar early and then i was like okay well I have two other books that are coming out in October that I'm going to want to read. So I'll go ahead gonna and read, read a civil, a civil campaign. campaign. <laughs> and I finished it today. <laughs> <laughs> Before we even recorded Gomar. So. I have I have been
1: um <laughs> I often listen to audiobooks to fall asleep. Uh-huh. Uh, I set my sleep timer and it's nice to just sort of drift off to it. Yeah. And I'm re-listening to it to Oh, uh, that's such good bedtime reading. It's, Listening. It's lovely because it's all happy. Yeah. And like Well mostly. <laughs> it well, you know what I am it,
0: yes. It's it's
1: uh it's a it's a wonderful farce.
0: Yes. I well the point is that I finally trained myself to say Verutier instead of Veruter. <laughs> so so it can be done. I just have to <laughs> I just have to trade my brain. So anyway, Comar was first published in nineteen ninety-eight, two years after memory, and marks the beginning of Miles's courtship with Acad Acadarin Nile Vorvain Vorsoisson. <laughs> Yep. That is a very, very, very long name. Um it's, it's, Vorvain Vorswassen is one of my favorite like
1: combinations <laughs> of, of words. I mean it just <laughs> sounds so regal.
0: Vorvain yeah. Vorswassen. Yeah. So it takes place about three months after memory. And several months before Gregor's wedding to Lisa Toscaine, I love Yes. I love both of them. and um, so yeah, this is like miles's first big case as an imperial auditor. I think he's done like a few things, but this is like really his like big, yeah, I, not big break, but you know, the first well, real it, test. It's
1: the first real thing he's had after his Ilian, yeah. Investigation, yeah, because um, it's not too long after that, right?
0: Right. it It's th- it says three months after three the months. end of memory. So he so he's been imperial auditor for just that time, right? Um, and so he
1: still feels like he needs to yeah prove himself.
0: Yeah, and at the end of memory, he he went to um I think he went to Komar um because that's where he said goodbye to Ellie. Um, so he was probably like, you know, busy for, you know, at least a few weeks, you know, doing all the stuff with the Dendari and like wrapping all that up. Um, and he is going to Komar with, uh, one of his Imperial Auditor, uh, uh, cohorts uh, Professor Vorthis um, who's... Uncle a- Vorthus. Yes! He is an engineer and, like, he... His uh, specialization is failure analysis. So, <laughs> they are sent to investigate a accident with the Komar Soleta... Array. Array. Um, and so Miles yep. is not an engineer, so they're kind of tag-teaming with um, Vorthus doing all the failure analysis and engineering, and Miles doing more of the, like, putting, like, ideas together of what Right. He's, what he's using more of his sort of impsec...
1: Yes. Uh, n- ...interrogation is not right, but, like, reading
0: people and yeah. putting the puzzle together. Yes. So, um... Komar the planet um, was annexed by, uh, or conquered, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, who you talk to. (laughs) um, About when uh, Miles' father was an admiral. So, Errol was in his 30s, I think, like, late 30s, when um, Komar was conquered. um, In direct response to Komar letting the Citigandans pass through their wormhole to get to Barayar. So the fifty thousand colonists uh, settled on the Barayar um, were very quickly lost when their wormhole collapsed mm-hmm. um, and entered into the time of isolation. Um, and I. It's so recent that Breyar was rediscovered. Like it,
1: it was like in the last hundred years. Yeah,
0: like you don't really think about it much in the series because they seem like they're getting more and more modern with each book. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, there'll be a reference to that. And I'm like, holy crap, that was only like a hundred years ago. <laughs> that is not that long. Um, so they... The Komarans let them through and were, you know, with the promise of getting trade tariffs. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, the Berearans, as soon as they kicked the set of out, they were like, all right, we have to make sure this never happens again. And uh, so they went and conquered Komar because Komar it has the only wormhole to Berear. Right. They often so- say they often say that Brear is a cul-de-sac, <laughs> which I think is funny. That's but, funny. Um, so yeah, they um, they there were some explorations that finally rediscovered Brear, yeah. and then all sort of wow. hell broke loose in that part of the galaxy. Um, so Komar is an oligarchy. They are run by uh, basically powerful. Uh, business families and they have all like a voting share in the planet <laughs> it's okay bo is really interested in the history it's of komar <laughs> he is not happy with komar being conquered by the Burians. No, is really not um it's okay bo it's, it's really complicated
1: it is it's very complicated it's his He's upset about dogs across the street, oh, is no. what he's upset oh, about. Oh, no. And I can't make them go away, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> it's too bad we're not talking about Zap the Cat. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, well, next time. I'm sure, you know, he always makes an appearance because yeah. he cannot be, like, he has been s- quiet all day. <laughs> Except for right now.
0: I know. <laughs> he's like I was being really quiet where you were napping mom and now I gotta, right, and now now I gotta be your dog
1: and I, I have to just talk about everything
0: so yeah the history of Komar is very complicated and um, there really is sort of no good guy bad guy when it comes to Barer versus Komar um, of course the Komarans will believe one thing the Barerans will believe another thing Um I really like that it's presented with a lot of nuance. Um, yeah, and um, I, I mean, anytime
1: you colonize a world, there's a lot of problems, right? For both sides. Um, and I think she presents that pretty, yeah, and pretty I mean, well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like you put yourself in the mindset of the barons who were you know basically fending for themselves for however many hundreds of years rediscovered and basically their first introduction back to galactic life is being conquered by setaganda for like 20 years like they talk about the setagandan occupation and you don't really think about how long it was Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like 20 years long and then they finally you know you know kicked them out And then they're like, all right, let's make sure this never happens again. How do we do that? We need to control the one wormhole that exists. Yep. Um, And then, you know, from the Kamaran point of view, you know, they were, you know, have their own sovereign world and then Briar comes in and is like, all right, we're taking over. It's ours now. And you're like, uh, no. Um, And it
1: wasn't that long ago in terms of the internal timeline from where we are.
0: Right. It's only like... I want to say maybe 40 years, not even. I was thinking 30 or 40 years. Yeah, because Errol, I think, is 72 in memory around that age. And um, I believe he was in his either late 30s or early 40s when Komar was conquered. Mm -hmm. Um, and And Errol, of course, was the leader of that um fleet that conquered Kamar um and which is why they don't
1: really love the Vorkosigans.
0: Uh yeah especially cuz he has the uh sobriquet of the butcher of komar um because um they had all of the leaders in the solstice dome that were like basically all huddled into one place and they were like telling them we're gonna let you keep running the planet we're we just want to control the military part the jump point right um and then you can keep
1: everything else the same
0: yeah and then errol's A political officer went and shot everyone (laughs) um to which errol killed him (laughs) and was like uh everyone basically thought he killed him to cover up you know the fact that he gave the order but really errol was like what the hell are you doing um Mm -hmm. and was furious
1: that. that it had happened yeah
0: and he was demoted for that for killing the political officer so um and he's basically been living with that reputation ever since um and very few people really know what happened there or or mm-hmm. believe what happened there because you know miles shows up on Comar and everyone's like are you really the butcher's son <laughs> and, and miles like, is well, like I mean- Miles is like oh this is what he has to live with okay I guess being me is not so bad <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah and Komar is um, not habitable on its own um it was settled because there are basically a crap ton of wormholes in komar and local space i think there's like six of them so uh of course it's it's a planet where people want to settle because of that uh it's Mm -hmm. a very rich planet but um basically there's they live under domes um and then are all
1: connected by bubble
0: cars. Yes, I like the bubble cars. I do too. I love that idea. And I want to see, um, like, basically what I, I I can't envision it in my head. I need to see like a drawing of what one should look like. Oh, a uh, bubble car. Yeah, I'm assuming like you know,
1: sort I'm of like a public like clear tra- tubes, yeah. like habit trails.
0: Ah, yeah. Interesting. See, this is why they need to make it a show. Uh (laughs) Um, but And they are terraforming uh, in various ways, and the main way is this Saletta Array, which is basically huge mirrors that basically reflect the sun and try to raise the temperature and produce Earth-based vegetation. And if you read, like, theories on terraforming... This is like true science. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of it I, I, I don't understand, especially when they get to the end with the wormhole stuff that I goes over my head. But right. uh, this is like the, the actual science as to how like they think we might be able to terraform worlds one day. So I think it's really cool. Um, and I like
1: yeah, I like the actual science yeah. in here.
0: And Komar is very important right now because Gregor is engaged to a Komarin, um, which is so him because like he just wants everyone to be happy. So yep. like he's like, oh, this will be nice for the Komarin-Barrera relations.
1: Well, but he also loves her. But he that's loves a bonus her. that yeah, uh, it's a real bonus mm-hmm. that it's great for diplomacy. Yes.
0: Um. So yeah, that's about some of the history of Komar, the planet. Uh, it is one of the three planets of the Burayaran Empire Empire uh, the other one being Sergiar of course where miles which is also very new. Yeah Miles's parents are off to Sergiar right now. Um, and so Komar is sort of different from all the other books because there's really no one we know in it um and diplomatic community is sort of the same way but like basically it's miles and really everyone else is a new new. character yeah yep, which is like really like hitting you over the head like this is a new stage for miles (laughs) but i right i think it works really well um because we're we're. This is the first time we're really seeing Miles from an outsider's point of view, and I think it is really good for understanding his character. Um,
1: it's. I mean, it's always great to be able to see a character from other people's point of views. Yeah. Um, you learn a lot more about them. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, when it's not just all in their own head.
0: Yeah. And we know how Miles thinks of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So getting it but how out- do
1: other people think about Miles?
0: Yeah, and it's also very nice because this is uh, really only the second female POV we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Um, after Cordelia, we get a Catarina's point of view, and you know she is sort of kind of a normal person. Yep. Um, she's vor, but she's low vor and basically what they call impoverished for. <laughs> so yep. even though her and Miles are the same class, they they're really not. Like it's a very different life. It's the difference between
1: like landed gentry <laughs> marrying up to like a prince. Right, kind of deal.
0: Yeah, she's like pinching pennies and Miles is just like, you know, oh yeah, we can just, you know, I'll get a courier shuttle to take us over here. Mm -hmm. She's like, what? You don't have to take the monorail? And he's like, oh, I... I, No? Yeah. No? No? Um, And Komar is really fun because it's a complete, full-blown mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, We're really only getting what Miles and Ekaterin know of the story, which is not a lot. Um, So we're basically solving the mystery along with them um i don't read a lot of mysteries um i don't know if you have but i don't know like really how this stands up to like sort of the traditional mystery format
1: i I mean it's like it's sci-fi mystery rather than straight up agatha christie mystery Mm -hmm. um there's in in a lot of mysteries there's a lot of there's a lot more like plotting around who might have done it. Mm. So you can think of like 15 different suspects for this murder, crime, whatever. Right. Um, now I'm talking, I read a lot of Agatha Christie in my youth. So ah, that's okay. her stock in trade. Like you think everyone in the Agatha Christie novel might have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's less of that here. It's more like, how a mystery would happen if you and I were piecing it together.
0: Right. Little
1: bits of information. You know, you're, you're not seeing the whole picture until it finally like hits you over the head. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good mystery.
0: Yeah, No, Um, I agree. I, I, I mean, we have our problems, which we will discuss presently (laughs) (laughs) to use a word from the Vercozigan saga presently Um, presently, but the the whole like mystery part of it Mm -hmm. and the actual plot I think is really really good and it's it's good because you think like it seems very small at first but then you realize the implications and like she does such a good job with just like building the story up over so many books um because of everything we know about komar and berear and all of the Komaran terrorists like who have tried to get back at berear and like the revolt that happened that we never actually see on page um right but we hear about it a lot yeah because it happened during errol's regency Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's It's just so fascinating and it feels so real. Yep. Yeah. I mean, her world building is
1: remarkable.
0: Yeah. I think the only thing better than her world building is the characters. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's, and that's something that she's
1: like having now read her other, uh, some of her fantasy. She's so character focused. Mm-hmm. And the plot is important and it's always good, but I care about the plot because I care about the characters. Right.
0: Exactly. And she does
1: such good work with her characters. Um, in a way that not a lot of other, not a lot of other authors do there. I got all those words. Out. <laughs> that was tough for a second.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just a brief, a pr- Get uh, over with the elephant in the room. Tien okay. versus Poisson. He's terrible and we hate he's him. He's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: and, and the thing that's fascinating about Tien is that as a villain, right, he's just a normal dude. He could be anybody. He's not some, like, cackling... Um, he's not, like, the emperor, who literally cackles. Yeah. Um, he's not straight up physically abusive to a Ekaterin. No. That I can remember. No. no now I've said no. that. No. Right. She yes.
0: makes a point to say at least he never hit her, which really hit home with me. <laughs> yes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um,
1: he is manipulative and abusive and neglectful at the same time. Mm -hmm. um he is everything i find reprehensible um guys in just a normal facade Mm -hmm. and honestly that makes it i think harder to deal with him as a villain for me
0: right he's Um, so he's
1: someone you would encounter He's someone I was in a relationship with.: Iggs. Ex- yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, I, I have lived that life, and this book was really hard. Parts of it were really hard to
0: read. Right. Um, did I warn you about this book? You did. Okay. <laughs> you did.: I did not I, have I, anyone to warn me about this book.: Yeah. If
1: you have uh, a, a fair warning from us, trigger
0: warning. If- and we're if saying have, that non sarcastically.
1: Yes, completely. This is a it 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 was pretty triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Um if you have uh relationship trauma. Yeah. Uh of, of any kind, but probably more intimate relationship. Yeah. Because that's what we're it's a husband and wife we're talking about. Yeah. Um it's parts of it are very difficult to read.
0: Yes. The um, um the the scene where a Catarin basically leaves him uh sort of sends me into a mini panic attack uh uh-huh. um, but at the same time it's really it empowering. Still feels empowering yes <laughs>
1: yes it's like panicked empowerment. Yeah.
0: I'm like, it's tough to explain. It is. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And I know how you feel. And I want to give you a hug. Um, It's the worst feeling in the world, but it'll get better. And especially yep. because, like, she has a kid. And mm-hmm. not just a kid, she has a boy. And on Berear, she has no right to her child. Nope. She isn't, like, she would not be her kid her child's legal guardian nope if um, her
1: if her husband died and <laughs> uh yeah, he does well, you know <laughs> yes but um his guardianship would go to his closest male relative
0: yeah which is such bullshit. Brear
1: is sexist
0: yeah it is like i have such romantic feelings about prayer and then i'll come across something like this and i'm like Brayar sucks. God damn it, Brayar! <laughs> <laughs> I hate Get you. Get it
1: together,
0: right? So, yeah. like, I can't imagine what she had to what she had to do to finally just say, "I can't do this anymore." And we know what it is. She, you know, realized that he was not just being manipulative and gaslighting her, but he was a criminal, and she couldn't be a part of that anymore. Right, and that's the uh, it's
1: it's sort of sad because she doesn't do it because he's so awful to her.
0: Right, she does it because of her honor. Right, and her honor is what's keeping her in the relationship. Right, um, because, because that's all you know, she has. Yep, because she has she's nothing not, else.
1: She doesn't earn money. She doesn't have parents. Her parents are deceased. Correct. Uh,
0: her father is alive, but he's remarried oh. and. Um, I, she hasn't seen him in a... I mean, they're not like oh, right. unfriendly, he on the South but like, yes. Right. But she's separated from a lot of fr- agency. Yeah, she's separated from her friends and her family. They move around so much she can't make friends, which is a red alert, people, yep. if your partner tries to separate you from your family and friends. Alarm bells. Yeah, you really should consider. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh,
1: now, obviously, if he gets a job, like, if you have a partner, and he or she gets a job elsewhere and wants to take it, that's not a red flag. Right. It's the constant moving and the constant separating. Well, yeah,
0: and then just the whole idea of, like, oh, they don't want you to see your family or whatever, which, right. you know. Yep. Um. And, like, so, I... Was I basically, it took me a long time to end my relationship, Mm -hmm. because we had dogs, (laughs) and I didn't want to separate them.
1: Yeah. So, like,
0: I was like, okay, how would that feel with children? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's... Crazy. Like...
1: uh, Yeah. I mean, we didn't have children or dogs, and it took me years.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um... Because you just, like, you get completely gaslit. And, like, she's like, I don't like who I am anymore. Like, I don't know who I am anymore. Yep. And But it takes a long time to come to that realization, unfortunately. Yes. And she, like, her whole thing with honor and, like, how she had taken an oath. Like, I was reading those passages and, like, yes, I'm not Vor, so I don't, like, have as much, you know, honor right. Right. <laughs> as as barons do but i still felt that and i'm like i i i made a vow like i i you know i don't want to just you know break it give up and yeah yeah I, what will people me. what will people think of me like and i yep. like i that killed me it's like what are people gonna think of me um and Eventually, you just have to stop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you just have to say that's not um, – it
0: doesn't matter. No. Exactly. It doesn't matter what people think. Yeah. So, those are our feelings about Qian versus Wasson. We don't like him. He is terrible. So, he I – He is awful. I said to Brian, who is not awful – uh, <laughs> Brian is my Miles <laughs> right? but yep. not Miles because Miles would drive me crazy too <laughs> but in a different way yep. um, He, uh, I had said to him I think Tien is my least favorite fictional character ever, like most hated I had for so long said it was Dolores Umbridge and I uh-huh. think Tien is past that now I just despise him so much. And like...
1: Yeah. Dolore Umbrage is sort of a caricature of evil. Yeah. Um, and Tien is like... Hi, I'm real. evil. <laughs> R- right. Um, but he's like evil that you actually encounter in the world. Yes. Um, and that.
0: Well, I I think the reason... I would say to Umbridge other over Voldemort is because you do encounter teachers like Umbridge and like managers like Umbridge. That's true. But she is more over the top. Right. Um, The other person I have on my list is Rai Ryoval. So.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. He's pretty terrible. So
0: she's just really good at creating awful people. <laughs>
1: uh, yes. Good job. My other one would be. Um, uh. Jack Randall from Outlander,
0: who oh, is like—I don't know who
1: that is. Oh God, he's the worst. Oh, okay. Like suave and debonair and handsome, but his soul is just like rotten. No, oh. and everybody thinks he's marvelous and wonderful, but he's a rapist and uh, a sadist, and it's like he's awful. Mm. So yeah. Anyway. We could do a, a whole villain podcast.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. uh So, um, the actual plot of the book. Yes. Um, they are investigating the accident with the Saletta Array, like we said. Um, so, Miles and his colleague, Professor Vorthus, who we briefly met at the end of memory... But he was just sort of one of the group of auditors who... Who was hang- Who uh,
1: Gregor introduced him to, right? Yes.
0: And he's like, yeah. what do you guys think? Will he do? <laughs> yep. Um, and so, Vorthus, I love him. I love him. Oh, he's and
1: wonderful. P-
0: so how do you pronounce it? Pro- professora or professora or pro-fessora. what? Professora. <laughs> professora. Yep. So, the professor and the professora are two of my favorite people. They're so great. They're like Mr. and Mrs. Claus. (laughs) (laughs) But really smart. (laughs) Yeah. Super duper smart.
1: The doctoral version. Yeah.
0: Like, I love that they have they have three children and Mm -hmm. the professora is like a noted expert in her field Mm -hmm. and like it's I'm like, okay, look, guys, look, this is possible. This look at look at what you can do on
1: Brear. Yep. Even on a uh, backward sexist Brear, Brear. yeah um, women have been leaders in their field and are becoming more and more recognized and you know.
0: Yeah. Things can change. They can be better. And I love their marriage. Like mm-hmm. they just seem so like happy and put together and i want to be them when i'm older <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um relationship goals right there yeah and and uh cat uh, so uh Vorthis is cat a Ka- katarin's uncle um and she they're kind of like her closest relatives because she stayed mm-hmm. with them while she was in university um she got married very young to tian when she was 20 Um, and had Nikki, like, really soon thereafter. Um, and, but, so, she and Tien basically agree to host them. Although, really, Tien doesn't really want to, because he's an ass. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: (laughs) And that would be her hanging out with her family. Right?
0: Um, so... What happened was a freighter crashed into the saletta, breaking several of the mirrors, and they're trying to figure out what exactly happened. Like, because there was no, like, suicide note, like, they they didn't know if it was, like, the... uh, a problem with the mirror, or a problem with the freighter. There's just really hardly any evidence, and they're, they need to figure it out. And Gregor especially wants to figure it out, because he doesn't want anything bad happening with Komar right before his wedding. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they start out this investigation, they go to Tien's office, start in- interviewing people, um, and Vorthas is, like, getting all the engineering stuff, looking at the actual pieces, of wreckage that they find and trying to come up with what the hell happened right um and it's not very clear right away at all um there is some one weird incident where mile where a katarin and her uh, uncle i believe are at um a out to eat and like some guy comes up to a and is like, "Do you know anything about um this M- Marie Trogir?" Is like, like she left him, and there's like they think it's just some weird domestic dis- dispute or squabble right. with people yep. they work with, but it turns out it's not. <laughs> it's, it's a conspiracy. definitely not. Um. So Catarin and Tian are very unhappy together. Uh, Well, Catherine is mostly unhappy. Um, Her her son is great. I love Nikki. Oh, Nikki's adorable. He's one of my favorite kid characters. Because Mm -hmm. she writes him as a kid, but he's not annoying, you know? Uh, And you get more of him in a civil campaign. um, But I just think he's really great uh he wants to be a jump pilot um yeah and he and miles bond adorably they do over ships yeah and miles is like interested in him you know like a person uh Mm -hmm. whereas tian is not um and tian has vorzon's dystrophy which Mm -hmm. is a kind of mutation that is easily cured with retrogenes but will eventually be fatal if not treated. If you don't treat it. Right. Her his brother committed suicide because of it because yep. you know mutations are terrible on Berear. Yes, oh my god. Uh Tian has been rejecting treatment because he's an ass. Um mm-hmm. but Akaterin has been saving money and hoping he'll change his mind and go off for galactic treatment. Because he doesn't want to have treatment on Komar or Barer because someone might find out, um, which is stupid. It's all stupid. It's so stupid because it's so easily cured, and like they have gene cleaning now with like the uterine replicator. So it doesn't even matter. Like if Nikki right. was to ha- if some if, like if Nikki was to get married years from now, hopefully it wouldn't even matter because hopefully Barrear will be that much more advanced by then. But like they don't care like because you pop your kid in the uterine replicator and if a mutation comes up like that you can be like okay well we'll make sure that they don't get it um because we don't want them to inherit fatal diseases you know um yeah and it's like it's a very slowly developing disease so like you don't really know that you have it yep um until you do yeah and even if you do, like, you can get it treated. It's just a lot easier when you're younger. Right.
1: And so Tien is, has decided that uh, he's not even going to get the test mm-hmm. to see if he has this.
0: Because he's awful. Right. <sighs> yes. But so... <laughs> um, so this is just one more stressor that's akaterin has Not right only- and Catherine
1: has been saving up money because that does become a plot point
0: yes she knows
1: that nikki will need to either if he needs to have the test to see if he inherited it mm-hmm. and if he did inherit it he needs to have the gene cleaning right um or the retro genes because at mm-hmm. that point right i think that's how that medicine yes. works yes yes um So she's been saving up and scrimping and saving on household accounts because she doesn't have her own money. No. She just sort of takes her allowance and she spends what they absolutely need and then saves whatever little
0: else she can. And whereas Tian is just losing money hand over fist and we find out why because he's involved in this conspiracy and... Bribery. Yes. <sighs> Yay. And yeah. then
1: he's an ass and he steals her little nest egg.
0: Yeah. Um, so the relationship between Akater and Chien is bad enough. Um but yep. then Miles shows up <laughs> and Acadarin is very intrigued by him. Um at first she has sort of the standard reaction that most people have or most barerans have to miles Uh um and but she's very curious about you know if he has mutations or if it's something else and she sees the scars and what it like has a fleeting thought of what are do the scars go all the way down his body (laughs) (laughs) uh they go shopping uh and he buys these little planets and they fall into the water and um it's miles has this flashback to um the events of borders of infinity when he was not able to save sergeant beatrice Um, Mm -hmm. and sort of like has this realization that if he had caught her hand he would have been pulled out of the shuttle as well Um, so and of course he explains this to katarin who's just kind of like you're really interesting (laughs) 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 um but and miles is like super smitten with her immediately yeah, and is like, oh crap, I've fallen in love with a married woman because of course I have. Of course I have. (laughs) Because
1: Miles really likes
0: tall, inaccessible women. Yeah, he does. And she's Vore and she's Mm -hmm. from Berear. So he won't have that problem. Right. Uh, At least there's that. But he's trying to be very good, you know, and hands off, uh, you know, mind- closed. <laughs> yep. This is um, not happening.
1: This is not happening.
0: Right. But he kind of sees that you know, Tian is an ass and uh-huh. yeah. Because he is. He is. So they uncover this conspiracy with the Waste Heat Management Group. <laughs> which which sounds, really does not
1: sound all that glamorous. It's
0: so boring. But like yep. basically it's like part of the Komaran terraforming and it's like their way to use waste heat to sort of increase the temperature of the planet very 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 slowly and because it happens so slowly if they take money out of it and embezzle you won't really find out until many years later Yep. Um, so like there's this whole experiment station that nothing is really happening there <laughs> It's Uh, all a ruse. It is all a ruse. Um, One of Tien's employees, named Radovas, is found among the Soleta wreckage. Uh, They visit his wife, Madame Radovas, um, to sort of question her. Uh, They take, like, his uh, library disks and stuff, um, but don't really figure anything out right away. And she seems legitimately surprised and mm-hmm. Miles decides not to fast pen to her which will come back to bite him later um so uh Ekaterin overhears Tien talking to one of his subordinates named Suda uh or I don't know however you pronounce that name they just said Suda Suda okay about bribes uh realizes that he has been taking bribes and that there's some sort of weird conspiracy going on uh but she doesn't realize it's attached to the whole like mirror thing uh, mm-hmm. until later um she tells Tien that she's leaving him uh the next day um and he throws her uh beloved bonsai skeleton plant over the uh balcony how, how is
1: Skellytum spe- spelled, by the way?
0: S-K-E-L-L-Y-T-U-M.
1: Okay, Skellytum. Just yeah. exactly
0: how it sounds. Yes.
1: Just wondered.
0: Yeah, and I I have no idea what that is. It's <laughs> not a
1: real plant.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when you look it up, I, you come up uh, with Verkos again saga. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. What did I
1: look up the other day that just came up with Verkos again?
0: i don't know i'll think of it
1: <laughs> that's all that came up though i was like oh interesting i oh
0: oh right so uh huh. tn does not take the news very well um and he is like i'm gonna make this right uh sure you are so he yeah. gets miles and takes miles out to the waste heat management experiment station in an attempt to save face he's, like, right. I'm he's like i'm gonna play i'm gonna be
1: I'm going to tell you about all this and you make me an imperial witness and I can't be charged with anything.
0: Yada, yada, That's yada. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Miles is even thinking that, but he's like, eh, we'll just see what happens. I'm just going
1: to let this play out. Um,
0: so Miles has some uh, impsec contacts. Um. Oh, I forgot the guy's name and I love him. Why can't I think of his name? Tu- 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 tuo men tuo men. <laughs> he's a character I can't pronounce his name. Oh the- yes, I think they they just say tuo men. Okay, okay, Captain Two O Men. I love yep. he's so great. I like him a lot. Um, yep. and Miles is supposed to like let people know when he's going out dome, and yep. he does not. Um, and Miles comes to regret this very 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 much. Um, but uh, they basically run into uh, several of Tian's employees, including Suda. They stun them, tie them to a railing, and leave them out-dome with their breast masks, with- and are basically like, Okay, bye! Peace out! Uh, they tape the evidence of Tian's bribes to his back, and they're like, we're gonna call people to come get you, um, but they're basically wanting uh, to make sure that people know what TN has done. Right. Um, the problem is that TN Tien, <laughs> Tien forgot to
1: check his breath mask,
0: and Ekaterin tells him this often, so much that well, t- they make a point many times that they
1: even small children they do drills about if you go out of the domes you put you check your breath mask oxygen levels you don't leave unless you have a full canister yeah so whatever comarins
0: it's second nature yep um and like even i would say someone like miles who spent so much time in space and on like space stations would know check your oxygen um Tian is just an ass and like thinks he knows better than everyone and thinks he's so super smart um yep. and e- a Katerin, a Katerin reminds him uh, to check it and he snaps at her and oh my god like I was just like yeah <sighs> um, so he goes out there and the scene where he dies is so awful. Um mm-hmm. I mean good because good like you die. <laughs> but uh like Miles has to witness this and he can't do anything <laughs> about it. Like he he gets scars around his wrist from trying to get out of the chains.
1: Yep, he, um, re- his his handcuffs or whatever they're in they're, like cut down to the bones on yeah, his wrist. Yes, and he's because like because he's trying to get out so he can help Tien Tien.
0: Vorslason, and he thinks that if he hadn't um, had his bones replaced with synthetics, that um, he would be able to break his wrist bones and slip out of the the handcuffs. And like, basically, he's done that before, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing before. But he can't, no matter how much he tries. And Tien, of course, panics. Um, And Miles is trying to tell him, "Okay, just calm down." don't don't if you, talk if you leave right don't breathe If you breathe
1: slow yeah you'll have more oxygen and we'll have more time for people to
0: get here and of course he doesn't and he panics and basically sort of hangs himself uh so he dies not really from the lack of oxygen but from hanging himself yep. off the railing and miles watches this whole time it's awful. Um, yeah, it's I remember pretty awful. when you were reading, And it's
1: very messy.
0: It's yeah. You were you were reading the book and were like, "I hope something horrible happens to him." And I was like, Whoa!
1: "Oh, just wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good news." Yeah. Um, no,
1: I desperately wanted him to die, and he did.
0: And he did really messily. And it was because of his own hubris. But of course, Ekaterin blames herself because he wouldn't have gone out if it wasn't for her uh yep. and miles blames himself for not you know telling someone they were going out there yep and not being able to get out and not being you know miles has the thinks he's a superhero complex yes so. oh he does he so does yep. Yep. um so uh miles so a Caterin is called by the uh, accountant lena foskal who is like Mm -hmm. sort of the person doing all the embezzling and all the money stuff um she calls her and is like go fetch your husband and she like first thinks i don't want to you know fix things for him but she finally does it she has to go rent a light flyer like it takes her so long to get there and she stumbled like she comes up and miles is like oh oh god Oh, God, don't look. Yep. And, um, they, she gets him out. He calls, uh, for two, two women, two women to come. And while they're waiting, they basically look around and he figures out they're building something there. And Katarin's like, maybe it's a weapon. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) You're so smart. I love you. Yeah. Um, So, uh, they sort of, like, start to piece together that perhaps what is going on with Tien's group is also involved with the Saletta accident. Mm -hmm. Um, So, he and Vortha start to investigate that in earnest. Uh, Meanwhile, Ekaterin takes Nikki for treatment um, and begins to fix her life, and- Like, she go, Miles goes with her, um, to Nikki's doctor's appointment, which is good because they won't even see him without, like, his guardian.
1: Right, and so Miles pulls his, uh, he pulls rank, basically.
0: He uses his auditor seal and he's like, I think that will please your forms. And she just looks at him like, my hero. Uh, and it ends up being so easy- to cure Nikki Um, and she's like oh my god this is so that's it that's all we needed this has been a weight on her shoulders for years yep Um, and they're really like yeah he'll need to see the doctor like once a month for like three months and then like that's it he can just go to the doctor once a month on Borea and he's fine or once a year on Borea and he's fine and she's like, "Yeah, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so, Uncle Vorthus is, of course, very concerned about what is happening, what has happened to Tien, mostly because of Ekaterin. Um So, he sends for his wife to come to Borear to spend some time with her, because she's her closest female relative, and she knows really no woman on Komar, so. Yep. It'll be it'll be good for her, and katerin is very happy because she loves Aunt Forthus. Because who wouldn't love Aunt Forthus?
1: I mean, everyone should love Aunt Forthus. To Aunt- be honest,
0: Aunt Forthus is the kind of woman who would bake you cookies and then teach you about history while you're eating the cookies.
1: So she's me, in <laughs> or I'm her in twenty years. Yeah. With my poor nieces and nephews.
0: I mean, I think that sounds can I be your niece? Yes, you can come be my niece. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about history and
1: horticulture and nice. then we'll bake cookies. Nice. Uh
0: I wanted to note one thing about when the scene where a leaves Tien. Um he asks if there's someone else. Mm-hmm. And she says you would, you would, uh, of course, you would prefer that because then it would be that this is not about you. And that was one of those really empowering but really sad moments because it was really empowering because, oh my God, a Catarin, I wish I had said that. Uh-huh. And then, oh my God, a Catarin, I wish I had said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, that was said to me, like, is there someone else and i just had to be like no and i'm like yep oh why couldn't i have thought that
1: well because
0: i'm not relationships
1: are harder in real life I'm than they are on the
0: page yeah but yeah that was one of those moments like oh my god what the hell uh and you are me yep. um yeah, I think a catarin is probably one of the fictional characters I relate to the most. I mean, there's mm-hmm. fictional characters I wanna be like. And then there's yep. a who's sort of like me, but I don't like plants as much. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> but like personality wise, I mm-hmm. relate to her very very personality
1: wise I probably relate more to Cordelia.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: In the saga. Um I love Ekaterin, and I love her love of plants, and I identify (laughs) with her a lot, Um, but I tend to be much more of a
0: a Cordelia about things. Uh, See, I am very sort of passive. uh, Oh, yeah. No, that's (laughs) not. That is me. I don't don't
1: want to fight about things, but I'm definitely like, nope, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're doing it. Yep.
0: That is Cordelia. Yep. <laughs> um, there's also the scene where Miles asks Catherine like, how did she, how does she underac- underreact to everything? Or uh-huh. where did you learn to underreact? She's like, do I? And he's like, you were very hard to read. Um, yep. And she tells this really sad story about how her brother used to tease her. And her mother was like, he's just doing this to get a rise out of you. If you don't react, he'll stop. And so her lesson was basically don't react to anything yep. ever and I'm and like just be placid. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's every single woman in America, nay, the world." <laughs> yep. <laughs> when you're like, "Oh, he's just trying to bother you, just ignore him." And that's why I hate the whole advice of don't feed the trolls because it's like, "Uh, no." Because I get upset and I'm allowed to be upset and I don't, you worry. are allowed
1: to be upset and you are allowed to confront assholes. Yeah. About asshole behavior. Yeah. Because my thinking is as an adult now, cause I was told the same thing. Just don't react when people tease you, they're just doing it to get a rise, you know, all that. Um, as an adult, I feel like if you don't call people on their shitty behavior, they're just going to keep behaving that way because there are no consequences for it. Exactly. So letting them just tease you or walk all over you only encourages them to do it more because they, they're they never held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: then that's a rant about a larger... Um, it is really... I, it, the, that whole conversation just struck me so hard and made me go like catch my breath and i'm like mm-hmm. and i had to tweet about it i'm like this is why i hate don't feed the trolls as any sort of advice or just any sort of advice like don't react because this is then and you're saying just don't react to anything and that's a horrible horrible way to live yep and
1: it doesn't help us progress as a society
0: no Um, and that was one of the things that really struck me and like, oh my God, she's me because like, I I get very excited about things, Mm -hmm. but like when bad things happen, like I, I try not to react. Like I try to be very calm about things Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, let's just figure out how to fix it. Everything will be fine. Um, which, you know, sometimes is good because you need to have a little calm when other people are panicking. Yes.
1: And I think in certain situations, you can be like, okay, let's take a breath. Let's work this through and we'll do it. But like, never reacting
0: to anything. Like, so last year, I I talked about this when we were discussing dance, but my mom Mm -hmm. had a heart attack. And I don't know how I survived that month. And I think it was just because I completely shut down emotionally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And not until now, looking back on it, I think, how the hell did I not break down? Oh, because I didn't allow myself to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's why. Right. Um, which is why when we had our um, gala at Star Wars Celebration and Mark Hamill sent us a, a video, I broke down because it was like the first time I allowed myself to feel something other than complete stress right. uh, over the past several weeks.
1: Yep. I yeah. mean, if people are People are complicated. Yeah. Um, and there are, I do think there are situations where it's appropriate to be like, rein it in. Yeah. Got to get through this thing. Like Miles.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Miles needs uh, a Katerin.
1: <laughs> absolutely, he does. And they complement each other really well. Yeah. Because Miles can indeed get worked up and impassioned, <laughs> and then he can't get himself back down. Oh! Yes. And a Katerin is very much like, okay. Let's think this through. She's cool, calm, and collected. I imagine a Catherine as someone like Grace Kelly. Oh, that's a good comparison. I mean, I'm not really talking fan casting because Grace Kelly has long blonde. departed this planet.
0: Also, blonde,
1: um, <laughs> right? But someone that sort of, you know, Grace Kelly always played yeah. these
0: very cool. Oh, uh, um, you know who I'm thinking of now? Hmm. Uh, the the Duchess of whatever she is now. What are they? Here are uh, Will and Meghan Kate. Meghan Markle. No, Will-, Will and Kate.
1: Oh yes. Uh, they are. Oh, is Cambridge. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The Duchess
0: of Cambridge. Yes. Just very um, calm. Very put together. Yes.
1: She's very calm. Always put together. Yeah. Always, you know, just at this level. for yeah. Everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, same type of character. And interestingly, we came up with two princesses. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, she becomes a countess eventually, so, you know. Right.
1: And, and like, real high up. Yeah. The, the, like, th- that's basically a princess in their world.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I just had the best idea, Robin. Okay. <laughs> I want I want to write this fanfic. So, obviously, Gregor gets married and has little Varbara babies. Yep. He's got to have a crown prince. Yep. So what if Crown Prince Verbarra grows up to marry Miles' daughter? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she and she becomes
1: a princess. Oh my god. Right? Uh, I'm, 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 I love that, but they're not too closely related, are they?
0: Um no. I don't think I don't think the Verkozigans are blood related to the Verbaras. Are they not? The Olivia well yeah, there is Olivia Verbarra. But that's, like, right. Miles' grandmother. But they're, like, third cousins or something. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it matters on Borear. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I don't think it right. matters that much.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was just double-checking in my head to make sure that, like, they're not, like, first cousins or no, something. But they wouldn't no, no, be. no, no, no. They wouldn't be.
0: Miles' paternal grandmother was Olivia Vorbara, who was, uh, the sister of the The Sister Emperor of Right? Yes. Okay. So they are it's not even like they share the grandmother.
1: Right. So yeah. okay.
0: Someone do that.
1: Someone do that about it. Yeah.
0: Someone do that family tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, if someone has this family tree, please let us know. I
0: looked for them. And there isn't very, one? No, they are there is no, there are there are. They're just very oh. complicated.
1: Oh well, yeah. Yeah that's how royal family uh family trees especially are especially
0: royal family trees where there's a lot of like uh coups and assassinations <laughs> yes yes um, it's
1: like looking back at um uh, like 14th 15th and early 16th century england like everybody's related to everybody else the kings get overthrown or uh, deposed or they die, like every and they're all named Henry. Yeah, it's just all very
0: confusing. <laughs> they are <our laughs> named family
1: <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, that's my uh, I got off on an English history tangent. It's, it's fine, but
0: see history and cookies. <laughs> ah that's so great if we ever if we continue this podcast that's what we can call it history and cookies History and
1: cookies. oh my god it's my favorite things in the whole wide
0: world ah, so a catherine okay. a catherine saves the day and it's great because she's awesome and it's like so great because the catherine has been sort of like very meek this whole book and mm-hmm. and i mean she did you know decide she was leaving Tien, which was which like... Which takes
1: a lot of strength It takes a is lot of strength. Awesome.
0: But, you know, she is very much not sort of the whole focus of this investigation and everything and it kind of feels like she's just along for the ride. Right. Um, she, which
1: I can understand with Miles. Yes. Like, I would always feel like I was just
0: along <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> well, and I mean, like, she is because she's not, like, invest- she's not an investigator. She's just right. a bystander. Um, and so she goes... To um, so she goes to fetch Aunt Vorthus from the jump point station because mm-hmm. Aunt Vorthus gets jump lag, uh, no, very she's badly, so sick. and yep. and she has a bad heart anyway. She's waiting for a transplant, um, right? Because but
1: she's growing her own
0: transplant, yeah, so, so she's
1: not like on a waiting list.
0: Yeah, and it, it's gonna take a while, but she's like she's sort of in the early stages of heart disease so it's not mm-hmm. like super pressing. But she can't, you know, like go run a marathon go run a race. Right. And it makes her tired. And then the jump lag. And, and there's so five she just wormhole jumps between Komar and Brear. That's a lot. Which is a lot. Um and like that's I that's one of the world building things that I love about the series is jump lag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so uh, Uncle Vorthus Uncle Vorthus is like Catherine, you go fetch her from the station. Uh you got you can stay overnight so she, you know, gets her bearings back and, you know, spends some time together just girls. And right, Katerin, have a girls' night. And Katerin is very looking forward to this because uh she wants her, her you know, aunt that she loves very much. And yep. Um feels bad about being without Nikki, but you know, mom's got to do what mom's got to do. <laughs> she needs some time. Yes. So Miles and vorthos are down. Um they they have requisitioned some of the best math people, wormhole uh mathematicians on Komar to mm-hmm. figure out what exactly the hell they these guys are building. Because they, like, mile, they, they figured out all of like, the pieces from the wreckage and, like, sort of compared them to what was missing from the waste heat experiment station and figured out they're building a weapon. Uh, Katerin was right. <laughs> yep. Um, like, damn it. Yes. So while they are doing this, uh, Katerin and the Professora run into one of Chan's employees who recognizes a Um He stuns both of them and takes them to their bolt hole in the station, which is like this huge hangar. Um, and they're disguised as some sort of, like, uh, shipping company or something mm-hmm. um they tell a ekaterin that they're building a wormhole collapsing device to cut off berear forever and save komar from the oppressors um which is not great bob <laughs> uh, oh, right because they are i mean they would basically be plunging uh Bray are back into another time of isolation, uh, which is very distressing. And they're which like, "No one wants no." And they're like, "Well, be glad you're on the right side of the wormhole right now." Uh, and they're like, "Okay, but you realize Aero Verkozigen is still on the other side of the wormhole <laughs> right. and can come and get you.
1: <laughs> he can come get us." And at they're any like, time.
0: "They're like, well, the original plan was to do it during the wedding," and they're like. When all of the other people were gonna be on the planet? Um, but they right. just don't care. They don't nope. care. Um, so, uh, a Katerin and the professora, uh, manage to, es- uh, Katerin manages to escape, destroy the device, which is amazing. She basically locks herself into the control room and likes, like, lowers and, uh, raises the device a bunch of times to destroy it and then call for help on the station it's great i love it so much she just just keeps like banging it into the she gets the controls and starts like banging it into the ceiling the walls and she's like laughing maniacally as this happens Mm (laughs) um so my, uh, Miles decides that, um, he is going to fast-penta one of the five space math experts. Um, because he senses that she is hiding something, and he's like, I didn't fast-penta Madame Radovas, which might have... F- we might have figured out what was going on much earlier. So so much faster. Yeah, so he... Uh, does an unwilling fast penta in- interrogation, uh, which is one of those really ethically uh, unsound decisions Miles makes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the expert, Dr. Rivas, ends up uh, admitting that they are building that this they're, they're trying to collapse the wormhole, basically. But the math is not sound. And will cause this big backup and destroy whatever it's aimed at or wherever it's coming from, basically. Um, and that's what happened with the Soletta Array. Right. Um, which is why it
1: killed those people.
0: Yeah. So they figure out that they're on the station um, and they're gonna use it there. It's gonna Create this buildup of energy and basically destroy the station and everyone on board. Yep. And uh-oh, who's on board right now? A cattern and the professora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he basically calls for a courier, a fast courier, the fastest of fast couriers, <laughs> and leaves a message for a cattern. It's like, stay where you are, of course. It's too late for that. Yep. Um, so uh Miles gets on to the station, and Suda is using Ekaterin and the Professora as hostages to basically say... Which is not
1: going to make Miles... It's not going to engender them, you know, (laughs) love
0: with Miles. Uh, And they're basically saying, uh, we want a ship off off the station, blah, blah, blah. Miles comes in and negotiates uh not realizing the weapon has been broken um but he like negotiates for them to surrender and it's like like how the hell do you do this miles how the hell I mean, you are magic, he miles um and earlier, there's a scene where Miles convinces Nikki to come out of the bathroom that he's locked himself mm-hmm. in. And you think, oh, this is a cute scene, but it doesn't really mean anything. And you realize, oh, no, it's foreshadowing that Miles is really good at negotiating with people. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when Miles realizes that Catarin has saved the day already by destroying the weapon... Uh, because he's like they would never have surrendered if it had been if it had worked um but you you made my job so much easier oh my god i love you marry me please just mad about her yes he's like you can (laughs) like feel him be like oh no oh yep that's it this is it (laughs) he's like you are the most amazing person i've ever met in my entire life Please marry me. But he doesn't say it out loud. He just, yeah, well. He'll have <laughs> Not to- yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. yeah, he's like, oh, crap. Um, so they, he visits, he visits a cattern in the professora in there uh, when they're in the hospital, brings them flowers. It's well, so like, Super sweet.
1: expensive. Yeah. Um. I, I was clearly focused on <laughs> what he brought her.
0: <laughs>
1: um yeah you know at least he splurged he did
0: spared no expense <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, spared no expense yeah so they um say goodbye with promises to meet again on berear and there's there's some uh innuendo going on there in front uh-huh. of aunt vorthus mind you and she's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just smiling she's like all right, kids.
1: We're- this is excellent. Yeah. You can like feel her plotting. Yeah. In her head across um, the room.
0: Yeah. So the lot, the, so Miles goes and tells her all of the women he's been with. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Which I was like, Miles, shut up. Miles, shut up. Yeah. But of course, he's like, well, you promised never to lie to me. So, or I promised never to lie to you. So, um, sure. Yeah. There's the difference between lying. Yeah. And um then he says uh uh wait what did she says she says Lord after all of this he you know says all of the women that he's either been with or had crushes on or whatever. Uh-huh. She goes, Lord again. can I take a number and get in line? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes the next number is up or the next number up Is one. (laughs) And then she's like, it was her turn to be taken aback. Her eyes fell, scorched by the blaze in his. He had lured her into levity, his fault for being so luring. She stared wildly around the room, groping for some suitably neutral remark with which to retrieve her reserve. It was the space station. There was no weather. My, the vacuum is hard out today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh-huh. um so <laughs> and then um I like this part when he leaves the room he backed out with a flourishing self-conscious bow a courtly effect slightly spoiled by his caroming off the door jam
1: <laughs> I love that
0: image I know a oh. nice- and then is my favorite part a nice young man, observed Aunt Vorthis, into a room seemingly suddenly much emptier. A pity he's so short. He's not so short, said a defensively. He's just concentrated. And I would <laughs> like I would like that to be my motto. You're not short, you're just concentrated. Yes, that's my motto, like Miles. Cause Miles I and I it. are about the same height. <laughs> are you? Yep. Well, I'm okay. four I'm four ten. He's four and he's, and he's, he's four nine, but I think he gets another he inch. He gets up to like five feet. I yeah, I know he gets another inch or two after he gets uh cryo revived. Right.
1: Yeah. So he's at 4'10", 5 feet. Yes. Yeah.
0: But he likes and tall women. He does like tall women. Mountain climbing. <laughs> 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 Is it Katerin supposed to be very tall? Um, she's described as tall, but I okay. don't think she's as tall as Cordelia. Um,
1: well, Cordelia, I think is I think of Cordelia as like six feet and a force of nature. <laughs> yes, just like, um, yeah. So she's probably got six inches on Miles. Yeah, at least. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, that is Komar. Um. There are a lot of uh. Not loose ends, uh, but implications for the it's, next It's leading book. you into the next book. Yes. This is basically... Komar and a civil campaign are almost a duology. Yep. Um, so, what happened to Komar is classified, like, to the highest secret. And in a civil campaign, Miles says to Ivan, it's slit-your-throat stuff. And I'm not kidding. Right. Um, so, Nikki, it cannot know the truth about his father's death. It's it's nope. it's a breath mask breath mask accident. That's it. Like they got they went to the station, they got separated. Tien's breath mask malfunctioned. Um that's and why Miles did not help. That's how it happened. Yes. Um, yep. So because if anyone were to know about this wormhole collapsing technology, that would be very, very, that's very a big bad problem. Yes, very, very, very bad. Yep. So um, Miles is settling into his auditor position. Acatar is trying to figure out who she is, and this will uh, be. Very much a focus of a civil campaign. A civil campaign. A mm-hmm. campaign. jeez Yes. Miles suggests that Grever Gregor fix and improve the Saletta array as a gift for the Imperial wedding, which is quite brilliant. It is smart. Yes. An
1: excellent diplomatic move he, on
0: Miles's part. He's learning. Mm-hmm. He's been in Vorbar Sultana not that long, and he's already learning. Um, well, he's taking his
1: young training. You know, he's he's re-dredging
0: up all of his childhood <laughs> yes.
1: training uh, from living there.
0: Yes. Um, so, as we said, Miles and Ekaterin flirt hard in the last chapter.
1: Oh, it's um, so good. And so bad. Like,
0: Yeah. They're really bad, at, wanted, flirting. Like they're so bad at flirting. It's like Ross Geller.
1: It's like what? <laughs> Ross Geller. Oh,
0: yes.
1: Oh, my God. But, yes, I'll, often when Miles speaks to Ekaterin – in this book and the next, I'm like, Miles, shut up. Yeah. Miles, stop talking. Oh, <laughs> you've said the wrong thing. Miles! <laughs> but,
0: yeah. But in the best way. Yeah. In the most Miles way. Yeah. Um, the professora is highly amused and you kind of get the idea that she wants to play matchmaker a little bit. Um, miles has had the brilliant idea to have Akatern and Nikki stay with uh, un- Aunt and Uncle Vorthis. So, a can go to university and get her degree in botany, terraforming, whatever the hell she ends up <laughs> Plant. doing. Yeah, get her degree in plants. <laughs> when did you get a degree? I have a BS in plants. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like a terrible plan to me. <laughs> um, so, m- this is great because they live like six miles from miles <laughs> yep. um so he can see her all the time it's gonna be great or something and It is great it is cause it's so great we are finally gonna re- read a civil campaign next campaign! month Yay! and when i mean read i said i've already read it but uh, uh right we're gonna and talk i've already about read it. it now twice so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we are going to do two episodes for civil campaign uh both in october so we're not going to yes. like skip over two months, but um, you saw how long or heard how long we talked about memory. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a civil campaign book. we could probably talk about four hours at least about that book, and possibly also days. Yes. Um. I mean,
1: can you really imagine Nancy and I are going to get to see each other in person in again- person
0: again <laughs> next week? Which is going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Um can you really imagine that we won't talk about it then
0: we should just bring a little like pocket recorder <laughs> and and release it as like a bonus bonus content
1: <laughs> and then we'll be with our respective partners and they'll be like oh my god not again
0: <laughs> yeah i think the four Coastians again ladies. I, I think brian like already feels that way about me a lot
1: <laughs> oh, well, I, I know Charles does too. Like again, I keep sh- guys. I, I got him to read the
0: first book, but he never continued.
1: Um, Maybe one Yeah, day. <sighs> I haven't been able to convince Charles to read them either, which is a bummer. I because know because he loves sci-fi, and I'm like, love the thing I love. I
0: know it's so good. Oh well. But yes, yeah, so we're gonna do two episodes. So I, I haven't decided where I wanna, uh, end it. End it. I'm yeah. thinking. Uh, i was thinking to end it at the dinner party but that's not exactly halfway so we will mm. we we that we can talk about this yes we can talk in about person. it i see you <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i really like Homar. it's not my favorite book um it does for me it gets bogged down a lot with like math and i just yeah I don't a lot do of math, math. And i'm
1: like uh-huh five space math that's nice
0: right um yep. it's written very well and it adds a lot to the world um and i really like that it's sort of based in s- not reality but that there's rules for this universe right. yep. um because and they, they
1: stick to them
0: yeah because as a as a star wars fan which i love star wars don't get me wrong but Star Wars doesn't really abide by rules. Nope. Um, it used to um, <laughs> uh, in the old expanded universe, which I sort of grew up with. There were rules as far as like how hyperspace worked, and like the travel times were were mm-hmm. long, and you couldn't uh, have hollow messages through hyperspace. You know, um, and or use the holocom but that's sort of all sort of been gone by the wayside yeah um the travel is at the speed of plot um (laughs) so i really appreciate that they really stick to the rules of this universe because i think it makes for a very interesting story because also believable yeah And she takes the rules of the universe and turns them into plot points. You know, like, this Soleta array, you know, like, because Komar has to be terraformed. It's like, okay, well, let's have an accident with that. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like, all of the social implications that come from, like, the Yudin replicator and, like, Mm -hmm. all these other inventions and stuff. Um, And, you know, just the fact that, like... the quadis exist because they wanted people who could build things in, uh, zero, in G. zero G and yep. then the and then artificial gravity was invented so then what happens um so yeah I I I appreciate that I think it's but it's also you know this series is 17 books long so you know it's super rich <laughs> <laughs> yes It really is. Yeah. Um, And she's done an excellent
1: job of tying all that together. Yeah. To make it a, I mean, that's a lot of books. Mm -hmm. It's a long time span too. Like late eighties, 89, 88. 86 was was
0: the first book. Okay. So it's Um, 20, it's 32 years old now. It's as old as my sister. It's older than my husband. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Wait. What year was he born? 88. <gasps> he's going to be 30. Oh, I mean, yay. But also, <laughs> I forget that he's... A baby? Yeah, much younger. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, because you and I are the same age. I mean, it's not as bad as, say, Dono and Olivia, but... <laughs>
1: oh, no, that's a, that's a big age gap, It's and not I'm always as, kind of like...
0: Oh. It's not as big as Errol and Cordelia. I, I think, guess that's true. I think it's ten. are they're, they're, I think they're ten years apart. I
1: mean, my parents are six years. So okay,
0: you know. But Cordelia is the younger one. But in Baton, she's no, she's still younger because they're yeah, she's yeah. still
1: yeah because they live forever.
0: Whatever. <laughs> um.
1: Anyway, so she's done an excellent job of creating that world across decades and. All- almost 20 books right. and keeping those rules consistent and keeping the world building consistent. And that is just quite a feat. Most authors do not ever get that far.
0: Yeah. And the books change. So like, mm-hmm. its they're not all like, okay, it's miles on missions with a Nandari. Like they're, they right. don't have a standard plot there. Nope. There's different styles. There's different, like, you know, this is more of a mystery. The Warrior's Apprentice is like an adventure. Shards of Honor is a romance, but Rayar is very political. And then you get into like
1: a civil campaign in Captain Vorpatril's Alliance, and one is like a French farce mm-hmm. in um, and a civil campaign is like a straight up
0: romantic romance. comedy,
1: right? It's a romantic comedy. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, and and especially the books like. A civil campaign in Berere that all take place on the one planet. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's almost not like you're reading sci fi. It's almost like you're reading a historical novel.
1: Right. And I think that makes it a lot more accessible to a lot of people.
0: Right. And it would um, make it a lot cheaper to make okay. It as and a that's what that's what
1: I keep telling people in production.
0: <laughs> there's like, not a really, lot of space you know, battles. There's
1: not a lot of there. There are very few space battles. You can shoot it on set.
0: Yeah, you not a huge CGI budget, and yeah, because you never- and because of the povs, like you're really only sticking with Miles, who's not like out in space while these things happen. He's usually like on the bridge, right? You know, well, right. That's or why in combat is- armor and. Your
1: costuming budget is probably big. Yes. It's fairly large. (laughs) Um, But the but the effects budget is not that huge. Um, You know, you can you you can even shoot like I was thinking of I have a bunch of friends that work in film and even more that have moved now to Atlanta. And we were talking about locations for things because they shoot so much here. Yeah. Um, We have a huge thriving film industry. Um, and they're like, I was thinking about numbers for this and they could shoot it almost all domestically. They'd have to maybe do some exteriors in Europe. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it can be shot domestically on sets. Doesn't have to be on location. Like it's a relatively inexpensive way to make a sci-fi thing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so We're, hopefully
0: we listen, we're gonna make it happen i don't know how yep. we'll will it into existence <laughs>
1: yep that's what that's what i'm doing we are willing it into existence
0: uh, yeah so yeah anything else we want to talk about komar i don't think so we said we I weren't gonna I've... talk about this for a while and we've been on for an hour and 30 minutes <laughs>
1: hey um that's that's pretty good for a book i wasn't sure i liked <laughs> And not in a way like I didn't see the Ganda made me sort of be like, where is the plot? Yeah. What's happening. And this one was more like, I didn't want to read about Tien anymore.
0: Yes. Thankfully he goes away in like forty percent through the book. <laughs> right. And I was
1: really happy when that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it's um it's not my favorite book, but I enjoy it nonetheless. Uh once Tien dies. <laughs> yep.
1: Once Tien died, I was all Lin.
0: And I really but love because it. that's
1: all the beginning of the book. It was sort of like, oh, yeah. okay.
0: And I really love a Catarin, and I love a Catarin and Miles, and I can't wait to talk about their I'm
1: I'm so excited. Oh my god, we're going to be talking about it forever! (laughs) We are. Literally. It's going to be good.
0: (sighs) So yeah, thank you all for joining us for episode 9 of the Cast. Join us next month when Miles returns to Brear for Gregor's wedding and attempts to court a Katerin without her knowledge. As expected, it does not go well. Nope. Does not. (laughs) Bye! Bye! The Varkoza Cast is a Tashi Station podcast brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station for more details. And we thank you all for supporting the show. Follow us on Twitter with the handles at Nancy at R underscore A underscore Smith, and at Tashi underscore Station. Subscribe to the show on iTunes via the Tashi Station Master Feed or the Tashi Station Book Club feed. And don't forget to leave us a review. Forward Momentum!